Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Pet Boarding and Daycare Podcast, the show that shares the secrets to unleashing the next phase of your pet business growth. Get ready for exclusive industry news, inspiring owner stories, and expert insights for growing a super successful pet care business. It's all happening right here on the Pet Boarding and Daycare Podcast, sponsored by Barclay Productions. Now, take your seats because the show is about to begin. Here's your host, the pet biz whiz himself, Dominic Hodgson. Well, hello, howdy, hola, and welcome to another episode of the Pet Boarding and Daycare Podcast. We have a packed show in store for you today. Uh, We're going to be talking about the marketing system, um, what a real effective marketing system looks like that will consistently bring new clients into your business and onboard them and upsell them and cross-sell them and it'll work like clockwork behind the scenes over and over again. Day after day, it'll be the best employee that you've ever had. That is coming up. Also in this show, I'm going to be catching up with Jen the Vet, and she's going to be shedding a bit of light on the whole mystery illness thing that's been going around lately. But before we get into all that, uh, I want to say thank you to everyone who reached out with uh, warm words of uh, encouragement and congratulations and uh, basically just gave us great feedback about last week's episode where we talked to six different couples uh, who have managed to successfully build a business together and maintain their own personal relationship. Thanks to those guys. If you haven't checked it out yet, go back and listen to episode three. It's an absolute belter. Um, before we uh, dive into the meat of the episode, though, um, we're going to hear from our show sponsor. And then there's going to be a little bit of dog news. Forever Stainless Steel is the world's quality leader in animal bathtubs and related systems for professional pet boarding and daycare applications. Our tubs are fabricated from an extra heavy gauge of metal, 14 gauge, and feature fully welded construction. This makes for a robust structure that never requires any maintenance beyond normal cleaning. The tubs are beautifully finished and provide functionality, user friendliness, and elegance to professionals worldwide. Forever Stainless Steel Pet Wash Tubs are unmatched in solidness of structure and include patented features not available elsewhere. All tubs are stocked at our warehouse in Omaha, Nebraska and are made in the USA. Visit us at www.foreverstainlesssteel.com to learn more. Dog News So a couple of cool stories I stumble across that you can use in your marketing uh, to help you to better sell your enrichment services. And these are two police dog stories. So the first one um, was reported in STV News and the title is a police dog sniffs out more than half a million in drugs found in a car. And this happened in Lock Ryan Port in Cairn Ryan. And uh, P.D. Harris, police dog Harris, assisted officers to sniff out more than £510,000 worth of cannabis. Unbelievable. Um, As soon as I read that story, it took me back to uh, the days when I was learning about scent work with my dog training mentor, David Davies. And every Tuesday night, 
Uh, we used to bundle um, Sydney in the van, my little Cocker Spaniel, who sadly passed away just a month ago, um, or one of the dogs who was happened to be boarding with us at the time. And we used to go down and we used to do scent work with Dave, and then I used to go and try and implement those uh, exercises into the, the dog adventure business that I ran. And uh, yeah, anyway, and one more story too. This is a stateside one uh, in Boston Logan Airport in Massachusetts. So four unusual arrivals last month. This news was only just made public, but the airport told press that in January, it discovered four mummified monkeys in a passenger luggage. And uh, this was again found by the security dog. And anybody who uh, knows anything about scent work, you'll know that um, the dogs can be trained on multiple different scents. Uh, they can, uh, you know, they, they can indicate, they can bark, they can point, they can sit, they can, uh, you know, come and get the, the handler and take them to the scent, all kinds of things you can do. Um, and uh, just a very quick story. One of the um, amazing things that uh, I did with Dave Davies was I had taught Sydney, my Cocker Spaniel, to uh, indicate on um, rose oil. So we had a little pure rose oil on some cotton boats and I dabbed it around and um, Dave's dogs were obviously ex-police dogs they were all trained on uh, you know narcotics and money and firearms and uh, and so we we wanted to train Sydney up onto firearms too <clears throat> and how we did that was Dave uh, Dave got a little bit of gun oil put it onto a um, on a little cotton bud, you know, and I was like, I said, well, you know, how will Sydney know the difference between the rose oil and the gun oil? And, and Dave put both cotton buds inside of a little plastic tube. We like played, you know, fetch and chase and, uh, uh, you know, sort of teased Sydney around the garden for like two or three minutes um, with a, a receptacle that had both scents in it. And, you know, within five minutes, he was indicating on gun oil, you know. So the dog's nose is uh, an incredibly powerful tool. Um, it's how they see the world. I'm not teaching you guys anything that you don't know about scent work. Um, but if you're doing any kind of enrichment-based programs in your daycare, your boarding facility, and, uh, and, and I think you probably aren't talking about this stuff enough in your... Um, in your marketing, you know, because either to um, remind your existing clients about uh, the awesome services that you offer, the awesome enriching services that you offer, or to bring in new clients, you know, how can you show that you are doing different and better things than other facilities in your town? Well, you can do it by using stories like this, so you can reshare, retell one of those stories and then you can link it back to, oh, and this is the type of thing that we do in the daycare um, with our scent-based enrichment activities. And we do it because it wears the dog out and it uh, gives him a, a, an opportunity to have a job and all these different things. And so you can twist it round to make it more of a um, more of a kind of a, yeah, like a selling point and to show off, basically, show off the awesome uh, enrichment activities that you have. Okay, so talk about these things more with your marketing and do some news jacking take stories that are in the media right now and then uh roll them out in your marketing across your social medias do articles and blogs um, and videos all about them and you'll you'll bring more people into your world you'll you'll convince dog owners in your town that you 
are offering extra special services that their dog is missing out on, but you'll be doing it in a way that doesn't make you sound like a, a stuffy, um, overblown um, dog trainer who's like swallowed a dictionary of dog training terms and they're speaking in some kind of gobbledygook language. Okay, you've got to make it accessible to your existing clients and to the to the dog owners in your town. You've got to you've got to make your marketing uh, resonate with them and. Put it into kind of a, a language that they're going to really easily understand. Do that and you'll sell more services. So let's get into the meat of the episode. And this week we're talking about marketing systems. Now, full confession time. I love marketing. Okay, <laughs> That might sound really geeky, but it's true. Uh, you might not be surprised by that information either uh, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a coach and consultant as well. Um, but helping people with their marketing is really tied to my mission in the industry. So for a few years, I thought my mission was to better help um, pet dog owners have a better stress-free relationship with their four-legged friends. But in 2016, when my online store crashed, I ended up going on a big marketing education like a big marketing pilgrimage and I invested a ton of time and money and energy into my marketing education. I learned about all the different ways you can market your business uh, and about how to write copy, how to gather leads, how to onboard clients, how to upsell, how to structure your services in the most profitable way possible, how to turn uh, one-time buyers into happy multi-purchase buyers and then how to move them onto higher price products and then into continuity. And this is what I love doing, okay? And now my mission is to help ambitious, heart-centered entrepreneurs to create better marketing systems so they can build a more impactful business for their community and for them, their families as well. And there are many ways that we can do that, okay? There are many ways we can improve and, and make better our business. Most business owners spend a lot of time and energy on uh, like the look of their business, the look of their website, the look of their facility. And they also spend a lot of time on the operational system. So the staff training, the enrichment, what we do with the dogs. But the one system that they often neglect is the marketing system. And their general attitude about marketing is just, you know, if it's if it's the busy season, we're busy. If it's the quiet season, then we're quiet and we just have to wait for things to, to get busy again. And I, for one, do not subscribe to that belief, okay? I think that if you have the right kind of marketing systems, then it's possible for you to grow your business regardless of what season it is or what the economy's doing. Obviously, it's going to have some effect. But the consistent marketing you do today, tomorrow, next week is going to have the biggest impact on the business and the inquiries that come your way this week, next week, next month and next year. And one of the most common mistakes that people make when it uh, comes to marketing is with their website. Um, because... I'm sure you'd agree, for most people, their website is like their main online presence of the business. So all of your, your traffic, your adverts, uh, the QR codes that you put onto newsletters and in adverts in magazines, all of your social media stuff, your business cards, and everything you do usually points people towards your website. However, most people's websites don't actually do a very good job. 
And this is something that I got into a discussion with with my friend and fellow marketing expert, Josh Hightower, when we met up on my recent visit to Texas. Okay, I'm here with my pal uh, and business partner now, Mm -hmm. uh, Josh Hightower. Uh, Hey, Josh, how are you doing? Great. I'm doing great. Excellent. So we're here at a mastermind, um, Mm -hmm. getting our... Uh, clarity in place for the next 90 days. <laughs> supposedly. Right? Yeah, yeah, supposedly, yeah. But what I wanted to talk to you about today is um, something I think we're very familiar with, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of business, because we work in marketing, um, but a lot of pet, a lot of business owners, especially pet business owners as well, they, when it comes to their online marketing strategy, um, you know, they think just because they create a website that customers are going to pour in <laughs> and uh, you know there are they do some things right they might have some blogs going um they might even be running some ads um but generally the website we find is a very leaky bucket isn't it mm-hmm. it's uh people don't leverage it they don't utilize the website for and you find this across a lot of inter- industries yeah absolutely i think the uh, the biggest thing is business owners just put the the website up and almost it acts like a brochure or a flyer and they, they just, business owners assume that customers or prospects are going to call in and take action. And uh, I think I made this change in my businesses a long time ago. I had to really cap, capture those prospects on the website and bring them in to me and give them mm. a compelling reason to contact me and not the other way around. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, when we, because we're going to kind of lead on to talking about, you know, direct response marketing, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, lead capture. And I think when you when you start to explain this to people, you know the the website the websites do work to a degree because they they capture the people who are ready to buy right now, don't yeah. they? <laughs> yeah. But that's a very small percentage small, of the people who are landing on the website, isn't it? Yeah, tiny percentage, and uh, most people need to be warmed up to the idea of of um, you know reaching out. Mm-hmm. And most people don't even know that they they have a problem or they're not aware of your solution that yeah. you provide. Mm. And uh, I, I really like the book, you know, Eugene Schwartz with uh, Breakthrough Advertising. It's an old old marketing book, but it talks about the different degrees of uh, leads being prepared to do business with you. They're either solution aware pro- uh, uh, or problem aware, and then they have different degrees of that. Mm. The website, most of the time, business owners, we just go right to making our solution, and, and that's the, the number one reason our number one way we market is uh, making our solution mm. available, but people don't know that they got our solution yet. Mm. They don't know they have a problem. No, because no. we haven't described it yet. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I think I was going to say this is even more appropriate <clears throat> when we're talking about pets and pet care businesses because people love their pets so much and they want to know that they can trust the person who. You know, so they need more information to be able to make that kind of decision. However, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> think about my own behavior as a buyer. Like when I'm looking at Kindle, Amazon Kindle, they do like daily deals on their books. Yes. And me and Beth check them out every day. And their books are like 99 pence. So mm-hmm. it's, or 99 cents. Yeah. So it's like a, you know, I'm, yeah. <laughs> even me, Josh, I can afford 99 right. cents yeah. for a book. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you don't just buy it. Like you look at the reviews. You know, I'm reading reviews for this book. That's like 99 cents. Right. So people, people do research. They want to know, and but they, uh, you can't guarantee that they're going to come back to the website. That's kind of where lead generation comes in, doesn't it? Lead capture. The lead capture, and and that's like the biggest change that that we we try to make on the website is give somebody a reason to give you their information, their their email address, so you can follow up to to do business with them when they're ready, not whenever we're ready. Cause we're always ready to, mm. to take the credit card, mm. but 
it's really when they really get to the point where they need help. They realize they need help, and we provide the solution. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm the same way on the, the Kindle books or the, the Audible books yeah. where you get Amazon does great about it. They follow up, and mm-hmm. I see the email. It's like the two-for-one special on Audible. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, they'll preload it with my – here's my, 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 my list. Mm-hmm. And they're like, here, your, your author, author you know, is on sale. Well, then it reminds me that I need to go – buy that Mm. and uh, so it gives me a reason to transact with them yeah definitely and I think that too my old mentor uh, John McCulloch he described it very well he probably got it from Dan Kennedy but he talked about like two ways people buy two ways people sell things normally is like they sell off the page so it's buy my stuff you know so in it for the dog businesses it would be you know we love dogs use our grooming service or we love dogs use our kennel or you know and then there's more of a lead generation model where you offer someone some information it's usually information could be an email series or a pdf or a checklist or a tip sheet or a series of videos or something like that you offer them something like as you said to get the contact details Mm -hmm. then you can drop them into some kind of a sequence which warms them up takes them through this whole no like trust process you can share case studies and tell stories about your business and share testimonials and all that kind of thing and it it dramatically transforms the the effectiveness of the website, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and I like the old, I've heard it multiple times, and again, probably a Dan Kennedy thing, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, demonstrate you can help somebody by actually helping them. Mm. So you provide them value in advance, and then now they know, well, there's only one person I'm going to call if I need help with you know my dog grooming business or uh, any other business. Mm-hmm. I, I already know, I already have that relationship, even though it's electronically, I don't necessarily yeah. know you personally but I already have that relationship with you digitally. Mm. And uh, so there's only one person I'm going to call if and when I need that, mm. that mm. you know, that service. Yeah, definitely. And it's like how, it's how you show up, you know? If you show up selling, are you showing up selling a service or are you showing up giving someone some information, like you said? And it just mm-hmm. changes the perception. They think of you as a, a helper, an expert, you know, a leader maybe, yeah. rather than just a service provider yep because you don't want to be you we always have to be selling but it doesn't have to be a direct sell it can be selling by helping people mm-hmm. and uh, always making the, the service available but but you again you want to stay top of mind yeah and you want to be aware that you want to make them aware that okay this is the person i need to do business with it's that authority positioning mm. that's uh it, it's hard to do but it just it takes that consistency of messaging mm-hmm. and uh, you know unfortunately even through the social media channels you can do it through social but it's not always going to be shown by our audience and the the one list that we really own is the email list and that is our direct channel to our fans that again direct mail would be Mm -hmm. an option Mm -hmm. too but now we own that communication channel and we don't have to worry about getting uh, edited by somebody that we don't know yeah yeah or rely on social media where you don't control the what shows up on people's newsfeed and all that kind of thing yeah like pet business owners i find now pet care business owners they that there are lots of companies providing um software for like the aftercare and for the the booking and all that kind of thing and it's that you know there are a lot of them out there and they're all doing a great job they all have different strengths and weaknesses and um some people prefer one to the other um so there's a lot of options out there. <laughs> what there isn't a lot of options out there for, which is kind of where where we hooked up with the Pet Biz Suite idea, is for everything that happens before someone makes a sale. So, I, so before someone buys from you, yeah. or even inquires. Like, so I, I describe it as like there's two engines in the business. One engine deals with getting eyes on the business, driving leads, 
basically everything that happens before someone spends a dollar with you. (laughs) Then there's engine number two kicks in, which is about uh, onboarding them and upselling them and maybe cross-selling them and just generally, you know, making them feel like they've chosen the right uh, service provider and stuff. And something that I've worked on for years is all the before stuff. You know, what, what, yeah. what can we provide, as you said, like a, a guide or an email series or something like that. And, um, and yeah, and this is something that a lot of people will be aware of because they, you know, they'll have downloaded a lead magnet, they'll have downloaded a free guide before, but they probably don't think it would work in this industry, you know, or that, that wouldn't work for me. My clients won't like that. Um, people in my town won't download something, but they will, won't they? They absolutely will. And, and us as marketers, we're guilty of just because we know how the sausage is made we know the behind the scenes and we know really the that people are we're trying to get them to opt in and follow up with them it we we sometimes say well it doesn't work for my business and uh, which is a which is a fatal flaw this works really well for direct to consumer businesses and business to business it works for both and uh, but again you're just it's i always think of like it's just human to human you want to demonstrate that you can help somebody and provide them value so if and when they are ready to buy we're, we're staying right in front of them mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah it absolutely works mm. and I think people are often they're kind of constrained by the the platform that they're set up on <laughs> technology yeah, yeah the technology so yeah. a lot of times they don't know about this kind of thing but often they are you know they might be using MailChimp or something like that yep. and, and MailChimp has developed you know from what it was like you know five six ten years sure. ago but um it's still it's not a it's not a, like a crm system is it you know it's not something where you can segment as well and really map out a customer journey and especially for daycare and boarding providers who often have you know that they're, they're not just doing one service you know they've got boarding daycare grooming training clients yeah. as well maybe other things hydrotherapy or something else yeah. and You'd, it's way more beneficial to have that kind of segmentation. So t- talk us through the, like in, in simple terms, what's the difference between like a CRM system and, you know, just a regular platform where you send emails? Yeah, and the, this, the, the, just sending an email, like, like at MailChimp, they, they, they service a, it does provide a valuable service, but it is just sending a bunch of emails. Hmm. And, and primarily, there's other things you do with it, but it's just sending a, a, a list of emails or a bunch of emails to a list of people. A CRM allows you that, that one spot to maintain all of your data. So data about your customers and data about your prospects and, and knowing the difference between the two. Now you have a, add another layer to that data of the prospects or customers, the segmentation, as you mentioned, maybe a certain prospect is only interested in grooming. Hmm. So now you follow up with them specifically with grooming information hmm. and until they get to ready to, to buy by the service or, or, or sign up. But that also that same segmentation, now I know who all my grooming customers are, I can now cross sell them into boarding mm. because eventually somebody's going to need to board their yeah, dog or board was... their pet. And uh, so they transition from now just being a grooming customer to now being a grooming and boarding customer. So it allows us that cross sell and upsell opportunity with just having that one spot, that data organized in one spot mm. to where we can go and pull data from that and then launch marketing campaigns in and around that data. Yeah, yeah, and it, you, you're kind of marketing. It's the equivalent to kind of, you know, if you were trying to communicate with a whole town full of people <laughs> at one time, 
but in, instead of that, you, you move them all, you move all of the likely people into like a town hall, you know, yeah. you've got a much better chance of being able to get your message across and they're going to listen and take action, you know? Yep. Yeah. And, and, and even in that town hall meeting, the segmentation of the yeah. people, you have the, I know who's wearing a blue shirt Absolutely. and I know who's wearing a red shirt. Yeah. And all the groomers can sit on this table. Exactly. All of the, yeah. And then you can have yep. different conversations, put different marketing materials and offers yep. in front of them. Because the more specific you can be with your messaging to that certain audience, they'll resonate with it. They'll be like, okay, this person's talking with me about grooming, how he knows I'm interested in grooming. I have no idea, uh -huh. but at least it feels like the, the customer or prospect feels like you're talking with them directly uh -huh. and that's going to get, that's going to lead to a quicker sell. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of, um, you know, the, the boarding guys, the bigger boarding guys, especially who are listening, you know, they're, they're aware of cross sales. They know that they happen, but they don't often have a system to like maximize that, you know? So uh, I was talking to a customer recently and, and she, she was telling me that the, 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 the bulk of her money, like the 95% of the money that they make is from um, boarding, you know, and the, the daycare and the grooming services, they're like a bridge almost, you know, mm -hmm. so she does them so that to feed people into the other stuff. Um, and then one of the little breakthroughs that I introduced to her was like, well, that, that is that is correct. And we definitely continue to do that. However, the boarding and the grooming is also a bridge that we can take the the, the boarding clients from, you know, to, to upsell them and cross sell them to these other services. As yeah. Well. yeah. Um, and that's, this is where certainly like for you guys listening who you know you have a, a facility two facilities five six ten twenty facilities there the, the opportunities <laughs> that are available within just even if you never got another client you know for like the next six months the opportunities that are available within the existing client base to cross sell if you have these communication channels open through a crm it's mind-blowing isn't it yeah because really there's only three ways to really maximize your business mm -hmm. it's you know getting new customers mm -hmm. which is what most businesses they just want to focus on i just need more leads but then the two that are most often overlooked are selling more to your existing customers that's where the cross sales come mm -hmm. in and then also increase the frequency the third one is increase the frequency of how many times they buy mm -hmm. so maybe they only get their their pet groomed once a month maybe you could increase the frequency mm -hmm. uh, or get them to come back and buy something else yeah. and uh, so those are the three core ways to do it uh, most it's the the funnest part to just worry about new leads yeah but the really lowest hanging fruit is to get your existing customers to spend more with you and more frequently mm, yeah and so um <laughs> and so f for years just as a, i think people will find this interesting is like a, how you c can often develop a, a second business around existing ip that you have or existing assets that you have which is essentially what someone does when they're they're franchising a, a daycare or a kennel you know they're they're taking all of the great systems that they've created and they're showing someone else how to do it aren't they so so i i've i've been emailing i must have written over two million words worth of emails in the last 10 12 years i've written books i've done all this kind of thing and i've shown other pet business owners how to implement these kind of systems as well and uh about 14 months ago i put together a promotional calendar which had a bunch of um promotional ideas uh, that people can use, you know, just to sell more services, really. And um, we finished it. I wrote all the content. Beth put it together. And we sold a bunch of them, and everyone loved it. And I brought it along to a, the Mastermind meeting. <laughs> and, as, and as I was coming out, I, I was thinking to myself, like, this, I, sh I should be doing more with this. You know, <laughs> like, if only there was a way that I could um, t take this information and these uh, all the sales promotional help that's in here and turn it into more of a comprehensive... Um, 
thing for, for pet mm-hmm. business owners to use, yeah. you know, because people struggle with this stuff. They struggle to write copy. They struggle to, even if they're bought into what we're talking about now, it's a lot of skills to learn, isn't it? And like you said, we're used to it so much, but for your regular business owner who just wants to concentrate on looking after dogs and growing the dog business, this stuff is, is more difficult. Hence, um, we kind of got our heads together and came up with Pet Pissway, didn't we? So talk a bit we about did, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think buying speed, you know, investing in speed, yeah. because the, you, you do get these, uh, which your promotional calendar is fantastic, but even, even you know, uh, somebody will get it and and we're all guilty of this i'm, mm-hmm. I'm maybe mm-hmm. just me but i get something and i'm like that sounds like a good idea but then i go back to work and get busy doing mm-hmm. the day-to-day mm-hmm. stuff so the implementation so what what i think we've accomplished is we're shorting shortening and giving people a shortcut for that that speed of implementation to where now it's a it's an asset that you're just installing in your business that may be 90% done, you go tweak just a little bit to personalize it because they do want to hear your personalization uh-huh. of your specific business and, and the way you're messaging and your, uh, the way you sound, the way you talk. Uh, but it, it shortens that, that process of that creation of actually doing the, the, the marketing. Uh-huh. And uh, uh-huh. so any, I, I started investing a long time ago in buying speed. Huh. And uh, because the more I can get out and not just get bogged down because I become the bottleneck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh-huh. uh, and I think most business owners are the same way. We, uh-huh. we all kind of become the bottleneck. But if we buy that speed and we, we shortcut the process, we're able to get more done in a shorter amount of time. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great CRMs out there. Sure. And, and I've used different ones and you've used different mm-hmm. ones as well. I think what we've really tried to do with this is, as you said, we're, we're giving people the opportunity to, um, to almost make pretty immediate <laughs> use of it because of all of the pre-written onboarding sequences, um, lead magnets that we've created, the upselling sequences, you know, birthday sequences, all these different things, and the ongoing promotional stuff as well. That's just like sitting there, you know, isn't it? Yeah, sitting there and then also bridging the gap of, we've all got softwares at some point where you get the login and you always have good intention Mm. of, I'm gonna go learn this software, but but you're not in the business of learning software, you're learning in the business of pet boarding. Mm and or pet grooming or whatever the business is you don't want to learn software but you want to know the software that you're actually investing in and taking a little bit of time to learn actually works and does what it says it's going to do and i think the training and onboarding that we've created shortcuts that process and almost guarantees that the the ease of implementation the ease of actually putting it to work is really what makes the difference Uh yeah for sure um yeah just i'm just thinking back now to when I've, I kind of first had this conversation with um, uh, probably probably a market and mentor about you you know your 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 business has grown and expanded and you really need something more comprehensive than you know just like Mailchimp or Aweber I think I was using at the time actually um, which it served me very well sure. but I think I was the online store was happening you know on the coaching side of things and I just had I needed something that was helped me with all of the different aspects of my business and. Um, I invested in a, um, a CRM system, which again, I used for many years, but the, as you said, the gap between me investing in it and then me building all of the different sequences from scratch, yeah. you know, was, it took a long time. You know? yeah. It took a really long time. And um, yeah, <laughs> if you want to go and build your own, build your own. I mean, the first message you should take away from this kind of segment is, you know, if you are a bigger business who has offering multiple services, then 
you should probably think about uh, moving from you know a regular email provider to, to a more comprehensive CRM because it's just going to make scaling and growing so much easier, isn't it, going forward? Um, you agree? No, I yeah. In in the not having to worry about because you you have not just one software sometimes mm. but you have yeah, multiple, multiple yeah. softwares. It's hard enough to remember the login for each of those softwares, mm. but now actually getting them to talk together. Uh, that's one of the biggest benefits I think of Ped Biz Suite is because it's all fully integrated together. You have one login that really does a lot of stuff mm. and everything that uh, that a, a local service-based business would really want to do, and it's all within one login, one software. Yeah, one software, and you know we 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 beta tested this for like eight months, didn't we? You know, with some of my clients, they're flying with it now, and uh, yeah. So. First message, really think about a CRM. Go and do some more research on this. And if you want to know more about PetBizSuite, you can go to PetBizSuite.com. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, thank you. Thank you to Josh Hightower for that. Now, before we wrap up this show, uh, we're going to go back to dog news and finish with uh, another interview. One story that has been nonstop in the news is the so-called mystery illness in dogs. Lots of people talking about this online, lots of um, salacious news stories about this, and I know it has affected a lot of doggy daycare and boarding facilities numbers. Um, a lot of people have struggled with this. Now, there was another article today in USA Today about this, so I wanted to get an expert's opinion and see if we could come up with a better strategy for how doggy daycare and boarding business owners can... Um, communicate with their clients the reality of what is actually happening. And so I asked Dr. Jen Chatfield, Jen the vet, for her expert take on it. Right. First of all, whenever, whenever somebody asks me a question about that, right, these days, I sort of channel um, Nelly from the office. And I'm like, hmm, yeah, hmm, right? I don't have the good British accent for it. But anyway, um, because it is something everyone's talking about. And number one, I love that, right? Uh, as, as someone who will stand on a soapbox and talk about respiratory disease. Uh, I love that people are talking about respiratory disease. But um, what, what I don't love is a little bit of the sensationalizing of it and the oh. fact that um, I think the media is, is you know, if it bleeds, it leads. And so they're trying to scare people about it. Uh, and, I, and I don't think that's appropriate at this juncture. So right now, if you look at uh, all of the data, especially from the commercial diagnostic labs in the United States, we're not finding a common pathogen among these dogs that are sick. Uh, what, what that means is there's not one perpetrator you can point to. We're not, and that's, I think, where the mysterious nomer comes uh -huh. Uh -huh. is that it's not, it's not like we can say, oh, it's because they're infected with this. Because yeah. it's not, they're, they're all, they're, it's, it's like a mixed bag. They're all infected with different stuff. And so we don't have a specific single um, cause of, the infection. Number two, we are finding, we are diagnosing causes of respiratory illness in these dogs. And it's kind of your usual grab bag of canine infectious respiratory disease complex bugs, mm. right? So it's parent influenza, it's mycoplasma, it's strepzo, it's, it's influenza. It's all of these things that we ordinarily find um, and, oh, and it's Bordetella. I guess we should say Bordetella. I hate to say Bordetella, but I'll say Bordetella. Um, so it's all of these usual suspects. And then, so then the third component of it that sort of has created this mystique is some folks are sharing their perception that we're seeing an increase in the overall number of respiratory infections. 
uh, are we? Nah, I mean, we're seeing kind of what we expect um, through these seasons of the year. Yeah. Now, having said that, are some veterinarians maybe seeing it a little bit more? Maybe, but not in a significant way. So the other thing I think we have too is that post-COVID, we have we have more people owning dogs. We have more people who are better in tune with their dog, which is a wonderful thing. And so I I would say, I think what we're just seeing to some degree is a more vigilant owner who's seeking mm-hmm. care sooner. Uh, and so just because we're seeing it more doesn't mean it's happening more often. It means we're registering the fact that we're seeing it more. So, yeah. So, and, and here's the other thing. People have been tracking, and I guess we're on a podcast, so people can't see the air quotes I'm putting up right now. Tracking. They can feel it. They can feel it. Okay. They can feel it. People have been tracking this for more than a year. And so for clients that ask me about this mysterious thing and should they be scared? Uh, and they're like, should I not board my dog? Should I keep them home? Should I listen? Number one, you should get uh, make sure your pet's up to date on vaccinations. If you're extra concerned, I recommend getting um, a booster of the intranasal vaccine. Um, and I, uh, if you did not think it was risky um, six months ago, then it's not risky now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, great advice. Great advice. What can uh, so what can a, a a boarding establishment or a daycare do to like? get out in front of this kind of thing well not now because obviously the horse has bolted on this one but you know in general like i'm a i'm co- going to come at it from a slightly different angle but i'll be interested yeah. to know what you think so i'm I'm a big i don't think uh, well businesses in general but certainly pet businesses they don't do enough communication you know with their clients mm-hmm. you know they don't communicate enough about things that's going on you know they don't position themselves enough as uh, uh you know, an expert, you know, expert in the field kind of thing, not a veterinary expert, but certainly, you know, someone who is in touch with what's going on, you know, and there's not enough communication. So a big part of, I think a lot of people could have got ahead of this by communicating more and reassuring people, you know, rather than letting it, this wildfire like spread and then being more reactive about the news. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, you're singing my tune there, Dom. Like, I love it. More communication is almost always better. Um, and you, I just feel like with, we have so much going on in our lives. You you can't over communicate about something yeah, unless, unless you don't have all the facts. Right. So I also feel like you need to communicate things that you know, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. and I, and I think in something like this, whether it is real or like drummed up by the media, which I think this one was a little bit drummed up by the media. Yes. I think you need to address it as a, a risk communication event. And so you need to, if I, if it was me, if I was a um, daycare and boarding place, I would be sending out communication to my clients wherever they want it, where they want to email, text, uh, mm-hmm. what have you on social media, whatever. Yeah. And I would be saying, listen, we hear you, we know, but we are looking out for your pet's health every day not just during some mysterious outbreak that may or may not be a thing. And we recommend, as always, that you talk with your veterinarian, that you remain vigilant about preventive care, which includes, and then list what you include. My recommendation would be that intranasal vaccine. It's the most effective. It's the gold standard. And that you 
seek care from your veterinarian should you see any abnormal clinical issues in your dog. Do they cough when they ordinarily don't? Um, and if I could, I just want to plug a couple things. Um, we it. have we have an episode of our podcast out called um, When a Cough Isn't Just a Cough. How do you determine is that cough worth seeking care? And then we we also just dropped an episode that is, is this anything? The mysterious canine respiratory thing. Is it anything? Mm. So if you are looking for more information or if you have clients that are looking, um, we go in depth on both of those, both of those things. Um, so it's a good way for people who are just looking for a little bit more information. Perfect. Well, where can people go to find out to listen to those then? Well, you can you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you might be listening to this one on. Um, you can also go to chatfieldshow.com. And you can find a list of our stuff there. You can go to our YouTube channel uh, and find the videos there as well. So chatfieldshow.com is where they are, at chatfieldshow, any of those. Thanks to Jen and thanks to Josh as well. And whilst those two interviews might seem pretty diverse, at the heart of both of them was this uh, topic of communication. And communication is key, not just to acquiring clients and doing follow-up with email sequences, but also about maintaining a dialogue with your clients. And if you are communicating regularly, you're gonna be seen as more of an expert. And then when things like this mystery illness kick off in the news, your clients are gonna be much more interested and they're gonna be much more likely to believe the communications that they get from you your, their pet care provider than they will be when they read something uh, outlandish in, uh, you know, Yahoo News or the Wall Street Journal or the National Enquirer. So remember, if you want more awesome content like this, then you should subscribe to the Pet Boarding and Daycare magazine. And you can do that by going to petboardinganddaycare.com. Uh, that is it for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Next week on the show, uh, it's going to be a scaling up episode. And I'm going to be talking to someone who has built a true premium doggy daycare luxury franchise. Stay tuned for that. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Pet Boarding and Daycare Podcast. To ensure you never miss an episode, make sure you hit subscribe right away. And if you need more help to grow your pet care business, then reach out to Dom at PetBusinessMarketing.com.